Welcome to the Become a Unique Podcast, Episode 5. Wow. I can't believe I'm already up to Episode 5. I am so grateful for you guys being here. I'm grateful for everyone that's been listening over the past four episodes and sharing the episodes, talking about the episodes. I am just so beyond grateful and I would like to officially say thank you. As I discussed in my first episode named Yamas, I will be discussing one of the eight limbs of yoga over the next eight month time period, which means I will talk about one limb or you can call it principles once a month or you can say every four episodes. As I said in episode one, I feel the eight limbs of yoga, which is an ethical practice, is a great foundation towards the direction of the Becoming Unique show. If we are in quest for growth and finding that inner joy, we must go inward. And that's what yoga does. And I will link episode one in the show notes in case you missed it but now we're up to the second limb of yoga which is called niyamas just like yamas niyamas is broken down into five principles within itself and i will go over those today with learning and understanding your yamas and niyamas it will help us all move into the direction of becoming unique. Let's get started with Niyamas. Niyamas. Okay, so Niyamas is broken down into five principles. Number one, cleanliness, which is also known as purity. Number two, contentment. Number three, self-discipline. Number four, self-study. And number five, surrendering to a higher power. So, let me break each one down and we're going to start with number one, cleanliness. Now, cleanliness is pretty simple to understand on the surface. Keep your environment clean. Keep it free of clutter. And when we do that, in turn, it will help us think clearer and feel more comfortable. Don't you always feel like you get a better night's sleep on clean sheets? So that's an example of the cleanliness. But as I said in my first episode, with yoga, it gets deeper. Yes, we should keep our environment clean. And in turn, it will help us to be in a calmer and clearer state. But when talking about cleanliness in the niyamas, it also has to do with body, mind, and actions. Understanding that we must be pure with ourselves and not be afraid of our thoughts and feelings. Don't be afraid of the thoughts that you are naturally are having. Face them. Address them. Just like you should not be afraid of that sink full of dishes, you can't ignore them because if you do, the dishes will never get done. Right? So... That rings true with addressing your inner thoughts and feelings and being honest with yourself 
and with the feelings that you're having. Until you learn to do that, it will be hard to clear your mind. Learn to set up helpful boundaries around yourself. Learn to honor your own boundaries and not worry about how other people will feel or think. So an example of this is if you feel you need to go to bed every day at 10 o'clock so you can wake up the next day and have a productive day, but you have this friend named Sally that seems to like to always call you after 10 o'clock. And throughout the years, you have entertained her calling you after 10 o'clock. So this has become a habit of hers. You try to ignore Sally's phone calls, but Sally then addresses you the next day and say, girl, why you ain't pick up that phone? You know, I needed to tell you something and so on. And you are now building up all these feelings inside instead of like setting up the boundaries. You can say to Sally, Sally, it was cool talking to you after 10 o'clock over the years, but right now this is the way it's going to go. You can't call me after 10 o'clock no more, so please don't do it and don't be in your feelings when I don't pick up the phone. You know, set these boundaries up instead of worrying about how Sally may feel or being pleasing to someone else, but yet you're is being detrimental to you and your mental health and the desires that you want to have in your, your life. So this is like, you know, cleaning house within yourself and not holding on to these feelings and so on it's just going back to the dirty dishes you know if you ignore those dirty dishes in the sink the dirty dishes will never ever get cleaned but the moment you address them even though you may not want to do these dirty dishes Guess what? The dishes will get clean and you will have a clear estate. Now you won't have to look at that sink full of dishes. You're going to feel good at the end. Even though it may have been annoying doing the dishes, that's the same thing with the inside. And like I said, with yoga, it gets deeper. We need to go inside, address our feelings, address what's going on inside. And I can't tell you what's going on inside of you. Only you know what's going on inside of you. And you need to face that stuff and address it. And just always reference back to those dirty dishes. You may not want to do them at that moment, but guess what? Once they get done, you have a clear state of mind. So that kind of sums up the the cleanliness part. Yes, of course, we should keep our home clean and keep it from, you know, clutter. It makes us feel clearer. But the real root to everything is going inside and figuring out what we need to clean up inside of us. So let's move on to the next principle in the yamas. Principle two in the Niyamas is contentment. Now, contentment is easy peasy when life is going exactly the way we want it to go. But contentment can be challenging when life is not going as we may want it to go. So this is something that we have to definitely work on. Being content in the moments where it may not be as pleasurable acceptance and appreciation for what is and what's in the moment. As long as we think satisfaction comes from an exterior source, we will never be content. So we need to learn to have gratitude. Learn to be content without discontentment. It's the gateway to the calm depths from within. 
I don't need to give an example on this one, but just please understand that we need to have gratitude to get to that place of being content. When we are grateful for things, when we are grateful for the, even the smallest things in our lives, we learn not to start to be discontent with the other things that's going on. And we have to remember that no exterior source will ever, ever make us content for what's going on inside. It may fulfill you for a temporary amount of time, but we got to remember this is an inside job. And that's what the Niyamas is all about. It's all about getting the work done inside. Let's go ahead and move on to the next principle in the Niyamas. We are on the third principle of the Niyamas, which is self-discipline. And another word for self-discipline is tapas, and tapas means heat. And in the heat, we have two choices, to break down or break open. Now, self-discipline is not easy. It's not easy at all because with self-discipline, you have to show up for a lot of moments when you don't want to show up. It's, that's just the way it is. But we have to learn to work through that to keep the discipline. Because a lot of times we just want to do what we want to do. But in order for us to get that reward at the end, we have to implement the discipline. Let me give an example. And I'll give a nice superficial example because we are Western culture here. And everybody is looking to shed a couple of pounds, look at their waistline and so on. So let's say you have a goal of losing 20 pounds. In order to lose these 20 pounds, you're going to now need to implement a plan. And this plan is going to need some self-discipline. Because if you keep doing the same thing you've been doing, you're not going to get any results. You're going to get the same results you've been getting. But if you want to step out of the box of what you've been doing, now you need to put this plan into place. So even though you want that end goal, you have to climb a lot of mountains to get there. And you're not going to want to do it. But just remember, if you want that end result... You're going to have to work through that self-discipline and show up when you don't want to show up. So number three of the principles is self-discipline. And just remember, you have two choices. You can break down or break open. So your goal is to break open on self-discipline because the reward will be so great if we work with self-discipline. Okay, we have made it to the fourth principle of the Niyamas, and that is called self-study. The pursuit of knowing ourselves. Can we just ponder on that thought for a moment? The pursuit of knowing ourselves. We need to learn to confront ourselves with honesty working through your shadows, your narratives and stories so you can see the light with a more 
authentic truth. You know, a lot of times we think we know ourselves because of the narratives that everyone else puts on us and we don't necessarily necessarily look deeper. But this is what self-study is for, is to, you know, let go of what the narratives that have been put on us and go inside and find out who are we? What do we like? What makes us uncomfortable? You know, what burns fire inside of us? Like really study that stuff. Because this world that we live in is just so noisy. There's so much going on. There's so much chatter going on. We can't hear what's going on with us. And a very important practice that we really need to implement to work on self-study is meditation. Have those quiet moments with yourself. Sit with yourself. No distractions. And really learn who you are, what you like, what your desires are, what your dislikes are. So definitely ponder on self-study, think about self-study, and move towards self-study. Let's move on to the last principle in the niyamas now. We have made it to the last principle in the niyamas, and that is surrendering to a higher power. Life knows better than we do. If we trust the hidden purpose, Life will always surpass our expectations. I think that one, that statement just sums up surrendering to a higher power. I don't think I need to go any deeper on that. And there we go. Those are the five principles to the Niyamas. And before ending this segment, I would like to share... A little something about me to help close this all out. So, throughout my life, I don't ever recall having feelings of sadness, having feelings of depression, or having any negative feelings or thoughts. But when I look at old pictures, And when I say old, I only mean like two or three years ago. I see a sadness in my face, a sadness in my eyes. And I say to myself, how could that be? I wasn't sad. I pondered on the thought for some time now. And now I finally come to realize that there was no flame or fire inside of me at that time. I was living in a space of trying to satisfy and take care of those around me, my kids, my husband, but yet I wasn't doing the same for me. Always putting their needs before mine's and created a narrative for my self-worth, not just for others, but for myself. My desires are not important, but theirs was. This is why I told myself. It's not like someone else was telling me this. I told myself that my desires were not important, but theirs were. So I always put my family, my children, my husband's needs before mine's. I never spoke of what I wanted. I never spoke of what I wanted. I never spoke of what I wanted to do. 
I spoke about what they wanted to do. I never had a schedule for me. My family schedule was my schedule. But there was never anything on the calendar for Unique. In my free time from doing my family's laundry or cooking their food, I would never think about what I was interested in or goals for myself. I would Google a dance program for my kids or just do something that had absolutely nothing to do with me as an individual. Of course, I didn't see any of this at that time. This was my narrative. Mother of two girls, mother of two future ladies. That was my Instagram bio for years. But now I look at myself and I see the same face. Nothing has been altered, but yet I'm looking at a completely different person. There was a glow now. And I realized the difference is there was a spark. There was a flame. There was a fire brewing inside of me that is shining bright from the inside outward. Every day I see more and more that everything comes from within. If there is an issue, you have to go inward to fix it. Nothing on the outside could ever fix the interior. Outside fixes are temporary, but boy, oh boy, if you understand the value of going inward, you are on the path to becoming unique. And that, my friend, is what the Niyamas is all about, is going inward. And I was not inside two years ago. But now I've been doing the work, and now a whole new person is brewing. So I challenge you all to work on your Niyamas, and you will be on the path to becoming unique. Thank you for tuning in to Becoming Unique, and I'll see you guys on the next round. Bye.